Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning and welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And boy, there is nothing like waking up on a Monday morning and looking at our national debt. True story. As I'm sitting here recording this show, I was trying to get some things ready and I had read some headlines over the weekend. So I dug a little deeper on uh, the Treasury's findings. Oh, on their fiscal budget that uh, ends in September of every year and how we come out. And man, it's it's just, uh, it's a ball of joy. Well, at least it gets your juices going, I guess. It's better a cup of joe. But uh, I want to take a look at these for just a second because what we're going to be talking about on the show today is should you or shouldn't you convert to a Roth IRA? Okay, so what do I mean by that? All right, so you got a 401k, you have an IRA, you have a 403b, you have whatever type of retirement account out there that you have literally taking a little bit of your paycheck every single month and you have deferred that income, meaning that you didn't pay tax on that income. And maybe you're if you're, you're in a retirement plan like 401k or uh, even a simple IRA or uh, 403B or even a 457, whatever it is, whatever kind of retirement plan you have. I might even have a profit share. You might even have it, whatever it is. So you might even have uh, employer contributions to that that are also what we consider pre-tax. Okay. So in other words, you haven't paid tax on this income. Well, we have a saying, IRS is going to get you coming or going. It's going to happen, right? So <laughs> if they didn't get you coming, meaning you earn the income, you put it in there and you didn't pay tax on the income. Even if you had an IRA, you could have been doing this as a contributory IRA because uh, you did it to lower your tax bill at the end of the year. So in essence, it's the exact same thing. Okay. So the money goes in there, what we call pre-tax. Okay. Then it grows on a tax deferred basis, meaning that anything that's inside of that retirement account or IRA is growing without tax until, until you start taking it out. Okay. So when you start taking it out, then you pay tax on it. So example, let's say that I put money in an IRA and it saved me 30% between my state, and my federal rates. Okay. Now here in Texas, obviously we don't have state rates, but just play along with me because I like even numbers, especially on an early morning, Monday morning. Okay. So let's say that I put, you know, over, over time, put $100,000 in that IRA and I save 30 grand of taxes. Okay. Now that IRA over my entire career, say that it's grown to $500,000. Okay. And so my tax rate in retirement doesn't change in this example. Let's say that it stays at 30%. Okay. So my taxes coming out of that IRA are 500000 times that 30%, which is $150,000. Now, a lot of people look at that and say, well, why would I have ever done that to begin with? Okay. Well, you did it probably because you didn't want to pay taxes 
probably because you talked to somebody and they said, this is a great way to avoid taxes. That was that was number one, okay? We are, we're a little bit what we call nearsighted when it comes to our tax bill because we don't like sticker shock. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Um, so there's number one. Number two, some for some people, you know, like you have a higher tax rate during your working years than you do when you're retired. So that might make sense. And you might have other things to help offset that retirement income uh, being taxed in retirement. Maybe if you've got a farm or ranch and, and you're taking losses and it does offset it and, and that's the plan, I, I understand that. Um, maybe it will, maybe it won't. It's, it's important to be able to plan around that and understand it. And then the other thing is some people I've even seen, they can't put a dime back. So the only way that they could put money back is actually if they put it into their retirement account so that it does save the taxes, so that it does free up money to put up back. Because 0% growth on $0 of retirement savings, if it's after tax, is zero. So is it better to have the half a million that's taxed at $150,000 than have zero? Hmm. Yeah, right? So that's why we did it. <laughs> bygones be bygones. I mean, that's really not the point of the show. The point of the show is now you're sitting with this IRA, this 401k, whatever it is, it might be sizable. For a lot of people, it is. And you're asking yourself, what is all this hype about converting this to a Roth IRA, which simply means that you're taking that money from that pre-tax vehicle, you're paying tax on it, and you're putting it in a post-tax vehicle that could potentially come out tax-free at a later date. Okay, I say potentially because there's a few small rules around it, easy to understand. We're not going to get off in the depths of that today. But the point is you pay tax now, you convert it, growth is tax deferred, comes out tax free. So let's say that you have that half a million dollars today, you were to convert it and then it grows tax free to a million dollars. Now when it comes out, that extra $500,000 has a 0% tax. So you really are, are paying that. Now, does that work exactly like that? No, because we're in a progressive tax rate because that 500000 if you're normally in a 30% tax bracket, you're probably going to be taxed a lot more than that. So you have to consider that. And there might be some planning to help lower that. But the point is, is that is this a good thing to do or not? And I bring up the national debt. And I bring up the national debt for the reason that it has a direct impact on our, 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 okay, maybe it doesn't. It should <laughs> have a direct impact on what our taxes are, ta our, you know, the tax revenue looks like in this country, because that is the primary source of income for the government to be able to pay this national debt down. So that's important. So I want to take a look at this. Did, and this is just crazy to me. Did you know that as of September 2023, our fiscal year, it cost $879 billion simply to maintain our debt, not pay it down, maintain it. That is 14% of our federal spending budget. And our deficit for the fiscal year 2023 was $1.7 trillion, meaning our revenue minus our obligations that we have to pay you know, if you were doing your household budget, you want that to be a positive number, right? Well, this was a negative number of $1.7 trillion, and it grew by 23% from the previous year in the wrong direction. That's not good. This isn't a good situation, right? You can actually go and you can look all of this up, by the way. Uh, there's a website. It's called fiscaldata.treasury.gov. So it's straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. It's what they publish. And 
And uh, if, if you really want that cup of joe this morning, go for it. It'll definitely get your juices juices flowing. But the point is, is that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to really understand that if our tax revenue is our primary source of income, then it's going to most likely need to increase in order to pay for this increasing deficit. This is not a sustainable situation. And this alone may be the reason for you to be thinking about converting your IRA to a Roth IRA in these couple of years we have left under what's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that happened in 2016, which have allowed a lot of people to be able to see lower tax rates. Who knows what our tax rates are going to be in the future? We are in a progressive tax rate system. I've always said, you know, I don't believe everybody's always like, do you think I'll have Social Security when I get there? I say, well, I don't believe they're ever going to take away Social Security. People kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? I don't. I don't believe they will because I think that would be political suicide for whoever proposed it and voted on it, right? I put money back in that system for la, 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 and I didn't get it out of there. Yeah, we all think that way. Who doesn't? Who who wants to voluntarily say, okay, for the next generation, I'm going to give up all that money I put in there, right? Political suicide. But what I do think they are going to do is I do think that you're going to see them tax that back away from you. Because that's kind of tricky. Like, you don't really have to, yeah, you don't really have to understand the roots of that. And it just comes out in a tax bill. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sneaky like that, aren't they? That's why we always say you, you never trust a politician. So let's get back to it. Should you or shouldn't you convert to a Roth IRA? That's exactly what we're going to address when we come back right here on Life Planning 101. You're not going to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. And we are talking about converting to a Roth IRA should you do it. If you know, want to know more about what that means and you want to hear about the federal deficit first thing, uh, go right back to that first segment. You're not going to want to miss it um, because <laughs> we definitely dropped the bomb on uh, what the 2023 fiscal year looked like. And uh, it, it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure out that our primary source of income being tax revenue, that tax increases will probably happen. And uh, should we be doing something about it today if we have a ton of pre-tax money that needs to be taxed in the future, like our 401ks or IRAs or 457s or 403bs? And here's the other thing to think about when you think about, do we need to be doing something right now? Is a lot of people say, well, I, I don't ever think I'll need that money. Well, that's fine. There's this little thing called a required minimum distribution that uh, you have to start taking it out at some point. And uh, by the way, if you die and your kids inherit it, they got to get it out within 10 years. So if we live in a what's called a progressive tax system, which means the higher your income is, the higher your tax rate is, what's that going to look like for your kids if they have to pull out a million dollars and add $100,000 a year plus to their income each year? Especially if they're in their peak earning years, which is usually the case when you see inheritances. So a good friend and colleague who produces information for advisors across the country, his name is Jim Silbernagel. I've actually uh, been on his show, Real Wealth, in the past. He actually coined the top eight reasons why you shouldn't convert and the top eight reasons why you should convert. So I want to take a look at these. Here is why you should not. Number one. 
Because you're so in love with someone at the Internal Revenue Service, you want to give them as much money as possible. He gives that credit to Van Mueller. Number two, you want to make sure Social Security is taxed at the maximum level available for as long as you live. So in other words, your Social Security is, is taxed based on how much income is hitting that tax return. So if you have a large required minimum distribution, that could be increasing the amount of your Social Security that is taxed. Remember I talked about them taxing your Social Security back away from you prior to the shore? That, that's what we're talking about here. Number three, you want to save high tax rates for your kids to enjoy. Going back to that 10-year rule. Hmm. Uh, number four, you like higher premiums on Medicare. Oh, and by the way, back, back on number four for just a second, if your kids actually inherit a Roth IRA, they still have the 10-year rule, but technically they could leave it in there until the end of the 10th year. So it just grows for 10 years tax-free and then it all comes out tax-free. Oh, all right. So just want to keep that in mind. Um, you like paying higher premiums on Medicare throughout your retirement. Okay. So if uh, your Medicare premium your Part B premium is actually based on what your income is. Now, it's a funky number, like, yeah, I got to calculate it and all this. But so if you have a lot of IRA income, then that's actually adding to that, which actually is hurting you potentially in making your premium higher on Medicare. Number five, you don't want to pay taxes now. You want to wait that the check is big enough to justify the stamp. <laughs> Number six, you want the IRS to be your primary beneficiary on your IRA. Hmm. And number seven, you believe the government is better at spending your money than yours. Ooh, I don't even want to go down that road and uh, not offer this show. <laughs> number eight, your income is low enough that you're not paying taxes on distributions. And if you did a Roth conversion, it would create a tax. Ooh, that is often a, a big thing that people think about. Now, I know these eight things sound a little satirical, just slightly. And in all reality, not everyone is going to be taxed at these maximum levels on their Social Security or would pay higher premiums on their Medicare. Not everyone has that happen when the required minimum distributions kick in. Not everyone's children would pay higher taxes under the current code. My gosh, if you had 10 kids and uh, you had a, a million dollars of 401k and they have to take it out over 10 years, it might not be so bad, right? Not everyone has children. And there are those with strong charitable inclinations that it wouldn't warrant converting because if they were going to give this money to a charity, the charity could receive it tax-free. So this is not a one-size-fits-all, but it does apply to quite a few people. So it's important to pay attention. The bottom line here is that if you have an IRA, a 401k, or any other type of retirement account, especially a larger one, it would be extremely unwise to not understand your situation fully and as soon as possible, okay? As mentioned before, we've got a tax reform right now with lower tax rates for 2023, 2024, 2025. And that's gone. It could be your golden goose that you didn't pay attention to. I'd highly recommend you pay attention to it because it's, it's set to sunset back to the older, higher rates. And it may take a few years. It may take, may, you may not even be able to convert everything, right? But there might be some work that you can do within these few years to get that down in a significant way. So here's why you should convert. Number one, pay tax on the seed and the crops grow free. Like we mentioned before, pay tax on the 500,000 grows to a million. Extra 500,000 is tax free. Number two, because you still can. They actually had it on the table 
to take it off and not allow you to be able to convert your IRA to Roth. Number three, pay taxes while they're on sale. Like we mentioned before, tax reform. Number four, avoid required minimum distributions. Of course, you can't do this on 401ks or 403bs, but if you have a Roth IRA, you don't have to take a required minimum distribution. You're allowed to uh, let that just grow and grow and grow. And like I said, your kids don't have to take it and they could let it grow for 10 years. That's a lot of tax-free time. Remember we always talk about, you know, compound interest and one of your biggest financial assets, it's time. And so you give that tax-free growth. And if you applied the rule of 72, which means that you divide 72 by your return and that gives you the number of years that it takes to be able to um, double. So let's say you're making 10%, it's a 7.2 years. Every 7.2 years, your money would be doubling, okay? So let's say that in your retirement that you lived uh, three of those and then your kids get that at least one time, that's a quadrupling effect. That's pretty powerful on tax-free, right? Very powerful. Extend creditor protection. Yes, because you don't have income, right? That's big. Number six, potential long-term care and Medicaid protection. This is important to think about. If you have some issues around this, this, uh, this issue, you might want to want to see this Um, It's not applicable in all states. Of course, that's a very state-to-state specific thing, but it is in some. So it's important to understand that. Uh, Number seven, accelerated payouts to non-spousal beneficiaries. Okay. And number eight, your kids and beneficiaries are in a higher tax bracket than you or will be or will be. Like we said before, we got a problem here. We got a growing deficit and I want to give you an equation. Okay, I've given this on the show before. It's really powerful, but it's very simple. Tax revenue equals the number of taxpayers times the tax rate. All right, let's break this down. If our tax revenue needs to increase, then we have to increase the number of taxpayers. There is an open border. We won't go off on politics or the tax rate's going to increase. Here's what I want you to think about. What have you been hearing over these last several years? Baby boomers are leaving the workforce. Our working population is currently in decline. We're not replacing the number of workers that we need to. Hmm. These are the high income taxpayers, right? So if the number of taxpayers goes down, what do you think is going to happen to that tax rate? If the tax revenue needs to be increased and the number of taxpayers stays the same, what do you think is going to need to happen to that tax rate? This is really important to understand how all of this is supposed to work together because it helps you. It's not the end all be all. Okay. It, it may not affect your situation at all. And that's what you have to really look at. But you have to, you have to take this into consideration to think about if my kids are going to be inheriting this IRA, what position are they going to be in? And, you know, we've been a, a such a, such a country of, Don't ask, don't tell situations. It's time to get real. It's time to talk about our futures. If we want our families to be successful for generations, we need to get this on the line. We really need to talk about what will help them be successful for generations. I see people all the time. They say, I want to give my kids money. Well, will you want to give your kids money to do what? Well, to have a better life. Okay, so they'll just hand them a a, check for $10,000 or $20,000. But you know what helps them really have a better life is to avoid the biggest pitfalls of life, right? Uncle Sam is one of the biggest threats to their money. A long-term health care event is one of the biggest threats to their money. 
a loss of, a, of earned income with their spouse is one of the biggest threats to their money. But we don't help with these things, right? We just help with the what's here, what's now. And I'm getting off, off on a soapbox. I know I am, but this is short-sightedness, guys. We got to stop thinking this way. We got to think about the future. We got to think about what we need to be doing long-term that really help our families and impact our families. And this is one of the greatest things that you might be able to give is a gift. I don't know that. I'm not looking at your exact situation right now. And that's really important to do. But the point is, is that we should look at your exact situation. We are facing unprecedented times. No one has a clue about where tax rates are going to go. And your opportunity to convert your IRA may be the wisest move you ever make. And it may not be available for you to think about this in 10 years. So until you ask, until you know, you don't know. So let us help you take a look. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Don't be like the frog. They put boiling pot and they just raise the temperature and it slowly died, right? Be like the one that says, oh, that's hot. Let's get out, right? I'm telling you, it's hot. Let's get out. Let's look at this right now. Join us next week right here on Life Planning 101. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.